Matthew 9.35, so go ahead and get there, and then I'll tell you, I got my uh, uh, no fear shirt on, uh, Isaiah 41.10, and I got my uh, faith and not fear boots on. I polished them up before I walked out the door. We're talking about courage, and uh, and Jesus says, be of good cheer if you're, when we go over to uh, get into the message and, and in the Greek, uh, that means to be bold and confident. Say that with me, bold and confident. Bold and confident. Because here's the deal, I already told them, Chuck, they're going to try to whip the machine up again and get you afraid of the next thing that comes down. I don't know what it'll be. Probably a snowstorm or something like that. Yep. We're selling some milk and bread. Ask me if I'm going to hold my breath for it. <laughs> Guys, come on. If, if, if you start to get free, they crank the machine back up to try to get you to put you in your place. Here's the deal. I just want to be like a bad river, baby. I want to be all over town. I was... Uh, in my office, and I was listening to the Doobie Brothers, Jesus is Just All Right. Oh, man, that song is smoking. Uh, so we'll get into church in a minute. Uh, Jesus went uh, throughout all the cities and villages. Uh, do me a favor, text your family and tell them to get online. I don't want them to miss this. This will be my last uh, uh, sermon on courage, and I want them to get it. Uh, and, and get a six pack to go. It's it's a uh, it's it's thick. Uh, Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. So, what he's trying to tell you here today, class, is there's always been a pandemic in the Bible, and God's still not afraid of it. Amen. Yeah, you can clap if you want to. It's good stuff. Um, and we're going to be smart, and we're going to and we're going to love Jesus, and we're going to share that message. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Jesus has compassion for people because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. That's not good if you're a sheep and you don't have a shepherd. A lot of bad stuff could happen. So get Jesus in your life. And uh, I already told you I'm not going to go through the sheepdog thing. You know, I said out by my farm there's some, you know, some sheep uh, farms around, and there has to be a dog there, a sheepdog, or the or the coyotes will go ahead and ring the dinner bell. Uh, and it ha it, it just flat happens. That's part of life. Uh, but when the big dog, say big dog, when the big dog's around, the, the wolf has to run. And that's Jesus. The sheep dog. Verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I could preach a whole message on that, and you know that easy. There's not a whole lot of people right now in 2022 who like to work. But they want you to mail them a check. Um, we're not even going into it because I, I can't stand it. Somebody needs to pray for me. I just don't understand it, and I never will. 
Uh, so let's go. So pray earnestly to the Lord for the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. Amen. Um, if you want to be free um, in this land, you have to be spiritually free first. Uh, they have to know the message. You'll have to take it out there. Not everybody watches live stream. A lot of, most, most of the world does, but not everybody. You'll have to take the message out, share the message of Jesus with the lost and dying world, and they can be saved. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use something uh, from my brother, uh, my brother, Reverend McCoskey. I, I did his wife's uh, funeral uh, yesterday. And uh, one, of, uh, one of Mary's daughters stood up, and she spoke before I spoke. I told Reverend McCoskey, I said, I don't know why I need to be here. You, you, he knows the word, does the word, but he said he wanted me there, so I, I was honored. And they've been members of our church for a long time. Uh, and he's helped us work through a lot of things. He's a great family. His daughter gets up, uh, Miss Mary's daughter gets up and speaks on her behalf. And the, some of the things she talked about, she said, guys, you don't, you don't, she was speaking to her family. Because that's a, that's a good time to tell people about the love of Jesus. She said, you don't have to uh, be in church to be saved. But you need, obviously we know you need the church in you, that God wants you to be at church. But what you need, she told them, she said, you need Jesus to be in your life. You have to ask him uh, into, into your heart. And so she, she did a wonderful job at all that. And then I knew Reverend McCoskey was coming behind me. And, and I thought, I said, well, God, she's already preached the gospel. She told her family, you've got to have Jesus. And I'm sitting here waiting for my turn. And I thought to the Lord, I said, well, what am I going to tell these people since these young ladies already preached the gospel, they did a fabulous job. And I'm like, man, I can just go. And God said, I want you to stand up and tell these people the truth. Amen. So at church, we got, you know, you should tell the truth everywhere. But being as I'm a preacher, I got to tell you the truth. Because my boss is God. And so I got up and I reiterated what this young lady said. There is no way to get to heaven other than the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's why we need laborers for the harvest. Can I get a witness in the house? Uh, man, I'll tell you what, you got to be courageous in, in, to, to get the message out there because there's a lot of times uh, when you just don't feel like doing it. Well, uh, do it anyways because somebody's life's at stake. Uh, let's pray and then we'll get into the message here in a second. So, Lord... Today, uh, anywhere you tell us to be of good courage or be a good cheer or be courageous, that means in, in the Greek translation to be bold and be confident. We're assured of that. I want to be bold, I want to be confident, not just at church in the, in the church walls, but out there in the public. I want people to know I'm guilty of being born again. I, I want to, I'm guilty of loving Jesus. I, I'm guilty of being an oddball. Lord God, sometimes I feel like an alien. And I know this ain't my home, Lord God, but you got me here for a reason right now. And I'm praying today that if there's someone in the sound of my voice who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, that they would come on a bended knee and receive the free gift of salvation that only you can give. Amen. And Lord God, send out the workers here today. Bless the offering and the message to come. In thy name of Jesus, amen. 
So pick it up, applaud the Lord, and turn with me into Matthew 14. This is a golly whopper, I got to tell you. Uh, we, it, we was there so long last night at Warrington, they was about ready to kick us out. I thought we'd spend the night we was there so long. It, actually, it turned into almost a revival. Uh, and, uh, and I want to thank all the visitors who came out at our Warrington location because I had no idea who was going to be there. And uh, I was, you could have knocked me over with a feather uh, with, the, with the Spirit of God in that place. And um, I, was, I was so excited that some of our friends came and uh, my kids were there and everybody. There was a whole mess of people there. Um, and uh, God was working on this bold and confident message. Um, because you're going to have to be in the times to come. And uh, I want to just send out a, a warning that Jesus is enough uh, for whatever you're going through. Whatever you're going through, and, and we need to continue to pray for our police officers and our first responders and our teachers out there. Amen. They, they need some prayer. Uh, and we watch this, class. We back them, little Richard, here at this church. All right, let's get into it. And uh, it's been in the crock pot, so it'll be good. I'm going to read through it. we got a quick video um, uh, because it's about courage and this, that, and the other. And uh, I'll tell you what the video is about before we get going. And uh, it's, a, uh, it's a video called Unbranded. I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary. It's Unbranded. It's these young guys just get out of college, uh, and they, they break a 16, I think it was 16 Mustangs, and they ride them from Mexico to Canada. Just, and whether, whether you're into horses or not, that ain't what it's about. It's just about being confident. So if you're sewing pillows or you're, or you're playing music or you want a better relationship, whatever that is. So just take the message in there and just, and, and like I told the, the, the service that just left, I said, sometimes we're just going to have to get out of the boat and know that God's going to meet us there. Don't get quiet on me now. See, I want you to start believing that God wants you to have it, but you'll have to have faith starting right now. So if, you, if you're not in it and you, and you haven't had any faith, it's time to get your faith, faith tank filled back up. And you're, you could have came in and maybe you don't have any. Maybe you're not a believer. You're in the right spot. But if your faith tank is a little low and, you know, this, that, and the other has happened in your life, this is a message for you. It's going to get you back on track. Uh, so anyways, these guys get these horses and they ride from... Uh, Canada, or they ride from Mexico to Canada, and, and one of the spots they got to go through is the Grand Canyon. That's a big divot in the earth. And these, are, these guys are the only ones who have rode horses from the bottom to the top of the canyon. Now, it's been done on mules before, but never on horseback. And, and you'll see some sites, you know, where these guys are walking along these ledges, and some of these ledges are 16, 18 inches wide. Now, I don't know about you, but... I'm wider. I got a couple more stories. Don't laugh at me. I'm just giving them being honest. I'd, I, if I was on the horse, I'd have to adjust to get through. But the point is, is these boys, one of the boys makes a quote. He said, I, I want to do this. I just got out of college. I want to do this before I get married and have kids. Just, just nod if you know what I'm talking about. And I thought about that. I go, why does life 
have to stop and dreams stop when you get married and start having children. Isn't that when you should, should start to dream the, the, the crazy dreams, not only for, for you, but for your kids and your grandkids? I want to talk to a mom and dad today. Oh, grandma and grandpa. This is where you have to be in order for your kids to succeed at this time in America. Amen. You're, go, you're going to have to get out. And here's the deal. I want you to remain a mom and dad and a grandma and grandpa and not be their friend. I just, I want you to, and, and, and don't, don't get sidetracked when I say that because they got plenty of friends. Look at me. They have plenty of friends. You know, they're on Facebook all day long. I'm not. I'm their, I'm their daddy and their grandpa. And that's what they need. And that's kind of what the message is about. So uh, you'll fit in here on this. Let's read through it. We'll come back to it, and we will, we will get going. It's a, it's, pretty, it's, a, it's a salty message, so be ready for it. 1422, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself. So you could underline that if you're a note taker. To pray, when evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, said, take heart, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So... We're going to come back to this. We're going to drop the house lights down. We're going to turn on the video, turn it up a little loud, and I hope you enjoy it. It's just a couple of seconds long, so uh, be attentive. I'm not ready to, to buy a house and get married and have kids yet. You know, I want to have fun and do some crazy adventure like this while I can. Give them hell, Tommy! Trip of self-discoveries. We recently adopted less than 3,000. What do we do with the excess wild horses that we have to remove? Do these horses have a right to be here? Yeah, absolutely they do. To prove the worth of these Mustangs, we're going to adopt, train, and ride them 3,000 miles from Mexico to Canada through the wildest terrain in the American West. Things are going to go wrong. That goal of reaching the Canadian line didn't as powerful as the impact that going through this land has made on me. So, right, regardless if, if it's your thing or not, it's just about the, the boldness and confidence. 
And let's be honest, in life, no matter what you're doing, you're going to end up one day slinging your leg over something that you need to tackle in life. And some of the scariest things you'll ever do will be some of the most rewarding things you ever do. I promise you that. And if you're not, if you're not doing anything in that genre, then, then I, I, I ask you to have somebody pinch you and wake you up just a little bit. I think after the last couple of years here in America, people are, are, are scared to do just about anything, and that's not how God intended us to, li- uh, to live. Whether you're reading Old Testament or New Testament, it's, it's be courageous. Do not be afraid over and over and over again. Remember, Greek translation means to be bold and confident. Say that with me, bold and confident. Just be bold and confident. Not in your own understanding and things like that, but something, if I want to do something like supernaturally crazy, I need to have a God uh, that can help do that uh, with me. If you can do it on your own, man, it probably ain't all that great. Let's be honest. I mean, that's what brought you to church is you found out you wasn't as great as you thought you was before. And, man, I used to be my biggest fan. I loved every mirror I got in front of. Oh, don't act like you ain't that way either. Amen. But, and I thought the Apostle Paul was my favorite apostle, and he probably is for real. But Peter's starting to creep up. The more I read the Bible, I'm like, you know, Peter went from this kind of bumbling fool to this spirit-filled crazy man. And my wife will tell you, if you don't already know, that's where I live. I live in Crazyville. I'm the mayor of the town. I, I just like doing things that, that takes your breath away. Just something every once in a while you're just kind of going, man, I better catch my breath here on that one. Whether it was, you know, doing the snow skiing. You remember that where they're going down and that hills like this and that. I wanted to tell you a story. So I, I've done some water skiing back in my day, and I, and I, and I like doing things, and I take calculated risk and. uh you have to do that when you're my size. I'm top heavy, so I got to be careful. So I, I, I've water skied. I've, I've grew up on the water. I've been on the water, and uh, so I thought one day I wanted to tell you this because some of the things that you do super scary are, are also funny. So I'm jumping the water, and uh, I wanted to do wakeboarding. Say that with me, wakeboarding. I seen the kids do it. I thought, man. If those kids can do it, I surely can wakeboard because I can water ski. Wakeboarding is, is where you get a board about this size. You stick your feet in here and you ratchet your feet into it so they don't come out. That should have been my first inkling that this was going to go wrong. Amen. I'm being totally honest with you. And... And, and then I go and I put my left foot in there, ratchet that joker down too, and I go, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really probably not going to be able to do this, I thought. <laughs> but being courageous like I am, I thought, well, what the heck, man? And I told whoever it was, my cousin running the boat or whatever, go. You know, you say go when you want him to go, and you don't really want to, but you have to because everybody's watching you. I go ahead and go. I fell on my face. The board came up from behind me. Oh, it's funny, isn't it, Sarah? Flipped up. And when your feet are stuck in there and you're top heavy, you're going face down. And the board's coming over because you're hooked to it and it's buoyant. Jody, she's laughing at me over there because you're picturing how funny this really is. 
And I'm, so it not only does it hit me in the head, but my feet are stuck like this. Do a side view. Like this. And I'm not that limber, but you are after you've been thrown. And I'm, I'm dog pen. I'm going, I'm going to die here and everybody's going to watch me. I'm going to choke. So some, some risks are funny. And everybody in the boat was probably laughing, but I was like, man, I'm going to die. They're going to watch me die right here. And there'll be some of that truth here with Peter about getting in the boat and getting out of the boat and all that stuff. So we'll talk about all that stuff. So you got the mental picture of the horses and Pastor Pat, uh, you know, with the, with the jet board or whatever they're called, flex board. Don't do that. Immediately, he, he made the disciples get into the boat. So he, Jesus has always got this issue where there's a lot of people around him, and he knows how important it is. So this Wednesday, this is going to be my last prayer conference here at 630, so make sure you're there. It'll be the last session. It'll be uh, week number three. Be there, though. It, it, it's going to help your prayer life. And if you have a prayer, great prayer life, that's wonderful. If you don't have a prayer life, you'll end up getting one. Um, and you don't need to show up if your life is perfect. You won't need prayer. Um, he tells them to get in the boat, go to the other side. Uh, then he dismisses the crowd. And after he dismisses the crowd, he goes up on the mountain by himself. So he goes up on a, so the importance is if I'm supposed to model myself after somebody, it's Jesus. Jesus goes up on the mountainside and he prays to the father. So if he goes through all this to get some, Alone time with God, you should too. And I know you're distracted, you know, the kids, the TV, the dog, the cat. Got to brush my teeth, floss my teeth, all that stuff. And I got a Fitbit watch now. Oh, yeah, man. I can see my emails and text on it. This is a tech giant right here. You know what I was thinking about, and you can, you can actually answer the phone on there. You can't hear anybody, but you can talk into it. So, yeah, yeah. I remember the cartoon Dick Tracy. And, and you, oh, if you could talk into that phone, man, all my problems would be solved for sure. Well, it didn't work, but I'm just saying it's, you'll have to push the people out, leave the dog for a second so you can get along with God and work out your issues. And all these things are going to try to be attached to you and be around you. But you're going to have to fight for time with God. And it's important, man. I know because you guys get busy. So he goes to the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, there was a long, he was alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from land, beaten by the waves. So I want to talk to you about the sea buffeting the boat. The sea buffeting the boat. So the sea buffets the boat. That means hitting the boat. And I think that's the way it is in life, that the sea of life buffets our lives. But I want to let you know the anchor still holds. Amen. Say that with me. The anchor still holds. That needs to be wrote down. Put that in your notes. Because so, I, I want you to know you will go through hardship and, and all this, and it's and it can come from family members, church members, and and other people, and, and you go, I don't like any of this and all that, but the anchor still holds. Jesus is enough to keep the whole dang thing together. When the rivet starts popping on the spaceship, Jesus can hold it together. 
Oh, man. And let's be honest, as of late, sometimes we feel like we're, we're losing ground. But this message is about being bold and confident. And I'm excited about that. Because I'll tell you what, I, I don't believe I could make it on my own anymore. Not, not living the way I want to live. And this dream is for you and your children and your grandchildren as well. Amen. Okay, so, so start talking to them about this. And when, you're, and when your kids come up to you and say, I can't do this, don't, can't and won't, don't go live in this house. Can't and won't, don't live in this house. And he don't go to this church either. I kicked his butt out when I became pastor. We can and we will in the name of Jesus, like his word says, amen. Talk back to me for a second anyways. Uh, wow, we're getting in the deep end of the pool now, guys. So I'm going to hit the call you on uh, verse 25 in the fourth watch of the night he came to them walking on the sea walk whoa 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 beep 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 remember like the cowboys riding on the cliff and that whole thing and I'll bet when they were riding on that cliff all the boys on them horses mentioned Jesus name I'll bet well, we can talk all kinds of crazy stuff when we're out there you know, when the, plane, when the plane's going down and, the, and you're riding on the ridge, you're going to find out who Jesus is. He created the ledge that you're walking on and the air that you're breathing. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. God's in charge of the whole deal. You just got to yield to his will. So Jesus comes up and he's coming up to the boat. And he's walking on the water. We always want Jesus to come into our life until he comes into our life. You're like, what'd you say? I can't date them anymore? Oh, hold on. I'll, I'll get off it quick. No, he said don't date them because it ain't right. Mm. Walking on the sea, verse 26. But when the disciples saw him... Walking on the sea, they were terrified. And said, is it a ghost? It's a ghost. And I think about this and I thought, why in the world they call him a ghost? Because we've heard about him, we've read about him, we pray about him, and all this stuff. And when he finally comes, we want to discount it as something else. Well, thank God for the doctors. Thank God for the so-and-so. Now, how about thank God for God? Amen. How about thanking God first? Thank God for the doctors, but thank God for God. They, they're, they're right there, but they just can't believe he's there and doing what he said he's going to do. So if you're the creator of the world, you have to believe that the creator can walk on his creation, and it's called water. Now, that'll spin your pumpkin. But it gets even weirder here. Uh, immediately, Jesus spoke to, the, to them and saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Well, here you go with Peter, and you have one in your family. Everybody's got a Peter. Raise your hand if you know a Peter. It could be male or female. And they're, they're always going to do something. And they always look like ricochet rabbits. They're going to bing, bing, bing. They're going to do something. Something. They're going to do something. I know. Oh, my gosh. We invited him here to Christmas dinner. And I got some new friends here. 
He's going to do something. She's going to say something. I invited him to church. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're sitting next to these people. That's the way Peter is. But he's crazy enough to trust in God. Let's be honest. You have to be a little touched to trust in a Messiah that you can't see. And you have to be touched by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that takes faith. If you can't see it, it takes faith. So here it is. So here we go. Peter answered. Now, picture yourself being in the boat with Peter. Because nobody else is going to say anything. But you know if anybody could or would say something, it would be Peter. And watch this. He does. Lord, if it's you... I don't, know, I don't know if there was a pause there, like, uh, you know, like this or something. If it's you, do this. Or like, you know, feel the zit here or something. Something easy. If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. I've been skiing enough <laughs> to know that if you jump in the water, you'll sink. Are we, are we agree on that unless you have a life jacket on? Peter says, I want to walk on the water. No, I do it like you do. Man, that, that, that's, that's getting someplace. That, that just doesn't register up here with me yet. I'd like to, but I don't know if I could do it with a straight face. So here's where it gets interesting. And he said, this is Jesus. He said, what does he say, class? He said, hold on for a second. You mean there's not like a new believers class here? There's not like faith 101 where I stand on a drop first? Peter gets out of the boat. Now picture this. If you've ever boated at all or had a boat tied up to a dock, he's not stepping on the dock or the boat anymore. He's reaching his leg out of the boat. He's got one foot balancing on the water and his foot staying up and the other one in the boat. Amen? Amen. You know what the key is here? Getting this one out there. Ola, do that with me. Do that with me. Get this one out there. That's like, that's like I've told before for years, Pastor Jay. Pray the dangerous prayer. God, use me for what you birthed me for. Now freak out. Because if you pray that prayer, Terry, you'll be doing stuff you've never done before. With the Savior you've never trusted before. That, that's a crazy prayer. Now, let's see how this goes, and then we'll get into the message. Get out of the boat, and he walked on the water. Now, everybody applaud Peter. Woo, he's a, he's a faith giant. He's going to start He's gonna start teaching and have Bible will challenge. He's a faith giant. He's passed the test. Did you ever notice that when, you, when you, you admire someone as their Christian walk? You're like, man, those are the most godly people in the whole wide world. I mean, they, with that voice even. Oh, if somebody's going to pray for me, it's going to be them because they're holy. They were like holy from birth. 
They are. I mean, you do that. You, you put them on a pedestal. Then all of a sudden, they let you down. See, here's the deal. Human beings are going to let you down. It's just a matter of time. Amen. Amen. So what happens here? Let's see what happens here. Peter, he's bold. Man, dude, dude, like puffed out. You know, I'm going to flex on you, man. What's up? Walking on water. But he's a scaredy cat just like everybody else in this room. You know how he got scared? He saw the wind. And you can't actually see the wind, but you can see the effects of it. Everybody's hair was blown around. And, and, and it started to make noise because it was going past the, the mast and the sail and everything. And all of a sudden he goes, I can hear something that's starting to bother me. It's starting to get me scared. Maybe I had to take my eyes off of my Savior and my Creator and give this problem some attention. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't give your problem some attention. Give your problem solver some attention so you don't have to worry about the wind. blowing or the sea buffeting. Don't waste time. Don't waste time with that mess. Oh, well, Pastor, what are we going to do now? I wish I had a nickel for every time somebody asked me, Oh, Pastor, what are we going to do now? We've had all different things come through our church in, in years ago. What are you going to do now? I'm going to stay with the Word of God. Like oh, I don't preach any different than I did when I started preaching like that. If you stay with the Word, He'll get you there. Uh, we're about three-quarters of the way through this message. But it's fixing to get good. And he began to sink and he cried out to the Lord. Say this with me, class. One, two, three, go. Lord. <laughs> Remember when I told you about Reverend McCoskey's uh, uh, wife's daughter? And she started out the funeral. That's, a, that's one of the first things she said. She said, man, all you cats that are out there worried about this thing and the religion there and the church this and that and all, all this stuff. She says, you have to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And that's where it all starts. That, that ain't where it finishes. That's where it starts. That's where your life starts. That's where supernatural things start. That's where life begins. And that's where crazy goes away. And the, and the love of Jesus dwells in your heart. Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him and saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And then he got into the boat. The wind ceased and those uh, in the boat worshipped him saying, Truly you are the Son of God. So I'll ask you to rise and I'm going to start bringing this thing home and I'm going to steal some things that uh, Pastor Mark said in closing uh, out at Warrington. So he closed and he said something similar. I, I won't be able to copy it as eloquently as he speaks but you know when you get out there to try something uh, chef you you could fail because let's be honest I told you about the things and I could go into all kinds of uh, things that are going on in my family's life and they're doing great and they're accomplishing goals and all that I'm not going to go into all that and uh Christy, you can riff a little bit here. Listen to this. And we drop the house lights down, Angie. This is, this is going to put them in the, put them uh, right into glory. I think if you want to get out there, it's okay to get out there. And we take calculated. We're here this morning, and you've, you've done the water skiing and the, and the different things that were a little crazy. I mean, let's be honest. Before, some of the things that we used to do were crazy that we were, uh, before you were born again. Some of you guys I know used to 
You could, you could get intoxicated and dance on a chair or on a table. Then you go, man, that, that, that ain't scary. That's normal. We do that once we get loaded. But see, when you get full of the Holy Spirit, you can dance in the same way. You just ain't intoxicated by bad spirits anymore. You're intoxicated by the Spirit of the living God. Am I getting through to anybody yet tonight? So if, you, if, if you're dancing a little bit, you're moving your feet. Even if you're Baptist, you're moving your feet a little bit. You can have some fun. It's called getting charismatic. It's called charisma. Charisma is something that the Lord gives you. He gives you a new identity and a new spirit that lives in you. Man, when I got uh, uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost, I remember that just like I told you it was like it was yesterday. And my daughter said the same thing. And I was in my truck. I went to my truck. I was on a job site. And I just I bent over to see. And I just I started to just cry uncontrollably. And it, ha- it lasted for two days. I was getting filled with God's spirit. And then, and then, and then my, my buddy Rob, who went on to be with the Lord, he's already, he's already home with the Lord. He said, man, where'd, where'd you go? And I said, man, I went out to my truck to cry. I didn't want you to see me. Amen. I mean, it would, for two strapping dudes like me and Rob, man, it, I'm not ashamed to tell you. I was glad I could do his homecoming service. Now he's a good friend. He's a good cop. He's a good man. And I told you about that in the end before his life, before he passed. We didn't talk about weightlifting anymore or anything like that. You know what? He said, tell me more about Jesus. Oh, I was like, like, man, I'm, come on, church. In the end, we don't talk about self and all those kind of things because they don't matter what you had or whatever. Oh, you're a big deal, big wheel. It don't mean nothing to God, man. He ain't impressed with your accolades. All he wants to know is if you've you've received the gift of salvation that can only come from his son, Jesus. We got, man, me and Rob had that in common. It was a bond. So when we were out there and uh, talking about faith, when you try a few things, if you fail, God's hand will be right there with you. And he'll pick you up. Just like he picked up Peter. His... See, because sometimes you can get distracted in life and your focus can get way off and you could be, you ever seen that? Like even church folk, they can get distracted and they can get out there. But if you, if you yell up to the Lord, save me, his hand will be, that nail scarred hands. Wham. It'll pull you up. Now, if you're too proud to ask for help, he'll leave you where you're at because that's what pride does. It just leaves you right where you're at. Some cats are too proud to get, come to Jesus. So what I want to do to you, uh, do for you today is just pray along with you. I can't save you, but my Jesus can. He can save you, Mrs. Cope, right there, lickety split. Just save you. I mean straight up save you for life. 
And uh, I told the McCoskey family when I was preaching to them yesterday at Miss Mary's homecoming service, I said, eternity is a long time. That's a, that's a long time. That means forever. So I'm going to ask you this question, and then I'll get going here in a minute. Where are you going to be when the roll's called up yonder? You go, I'm not really sure. That's, man, that's a, that's a, whew, that's a spicy answer. I have assurance that I'm going to heaven because I've trusted in this Jesus that I speak of. He's got saving power, Kelly. He can save you. Save you right now, right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave. Get saved. Lori, get saved. Give your life to Christ. So let's figure out how to do that, Mr. Martin. You help me. Lord God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I need a Savior. You're the only one who can, can fix my flawed being. I want you to come into my life. And I want to live for you. I thank you for saving me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.